0: Please stand with me. I'm going to read Galatians two, fifteen through 21, just to get us started in this book. Galatians 2, verses 15 through 21. After I read this, I mean to say this is the word of the Lord. And like we have the last few weeks, if you agree with me that this is the word of the Lord, I want to hear you say it. Thanks be to God. Deal? Deal. Galatians 2 verse 15. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I asked a fellow preacher yesterday, "Are you ready for tomorrow?" And he answered the question—a different question I asked. He started talking about mothers, and I was asking, about, "Is he ready to preach?" And he was talking about what they're going to do for mothers. Mothers, I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, I hope you are—you feel welcomed here, uh, and you're encouraged. I was reminded by this brother that maybe I should say something about mothers. So here it goes. Uh, did you know, mothers, that of all the child athletes in the whole world, 0.02% will make it to the big leagues? And that 100% of your children are going to face an almighty God in judgment? That's what I got. Uh, <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Um, Galatians is a monumentally important book of the Bible. Every single word that God ever wrote is important. And yet, I especially want you to remember Galatians. So what we're doing this morning is looking back at the whole book and what God has said to us to say remember this, don't forget this, because how God can accept not just our children who we love, but how God can accept any human in his presence should be the topic we are most interested in, and it is the main topic in the book of Galatians. This is a book that is comparing the the two common paths that humans choose to go on in order, in hopes of being accepted by God in the end. The first path is is the the path that that people naturally assume they should walk, which is is based upon their own works. Here, here. We just, we just heard about the law, trying to get to God through the law or or through works or through the flesh. It's what the, the terms that Galatians is using, all talking about this one path where we are trying to please God with our own abilities. It comes naturally to us. We don't even have to think about getting on this path. We want to be accepted by God. Everyone tries this based upon our obedience To his commands or to our understanding of what it means to be a good person. That's the first path that Galatians has talked about. And, And the second path Galatians has talked about is not what path man assumes he should be on. But the path that God has actually provided. That leads to acceptance by him. And that is not works of us, but faith in the work of another The title of this sermon is the title of the whole series, which is Saved. Saved. Is what we have called the, 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 the series through the book of Galatians. But let me let me explain that one word in this sentence. And this is the gospel truth for us this morning. Only faith in Christ makes us right with God. Only faith in Christ makes us right in the eyes of God and right with God. Let me tell you that ambition I have for what the Lord would do with this sermon. is that everyone here would trust in Jesus alone. And for those who came in trusting in Jesus, that you would leave this sermon trusting in Jesus more. As you hear again from the book of Galatians, you are not able to do what Jesus can do. That no one can do what He can do. And you can trust Him to do it. Point number one, Is never by works. Saved. Never by works. I want you to remember Galatians. And when it comes to the works of people. Your abilities and my abilities to please God. I I want you to remember two truths that Galatians has given to us. About what our works. What our actions. What our choices have the ability to do. The first one is that works cannot give you life. Works cannot give you life. Look in chapter 3 and verse 11. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, is seen to be right before God. God doesn't think anyone is right by their works of the law. For the righteous, those who are right, find their life in this way. They live by faith. And then God sees them as being right. Verse 12, but the law that calls us to work is not of faith. It doesn't tell us to trust someone else. It tells us to trust in ourselves. Rather, and there he's got another quote, the one who does them, the laws, shall live by them. If you've got one of these two paths and only one of these two paths, you can't have one foot in one path and one foot in the other path. If you choose the path of law, if I'm going to be good enough, God can accept me. Well, the only way you're going to get to the end of that road and have life and not death, he says right there in verse 12, is if you have lived your life completely and totally by the law. That is, you've kept all of it. Listen, God's commands are good. Don't misunderstand. God's commands are all good. I I, I mean, they're not just the right thing to do. They're actually good. Like, it is good, you know this, not to murder. We can agree with that. It is good not to commit adultery. When God gives a, a command like this, do not lie. Do not steal. We can just say, that's not just the right thing to do. I would rather live in a world filled with people who do that. But hopefully you can already recognize we have not met God's standard even on those. Listen to what God says about the law of Moses, those laws that I just listed. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy. Works cannot give us life because we cannot keep all of God's commands. They only lead to our death. So chapter three, look at the end of verse 21. If a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But that's not the kind of law that has been. Given, It cannot give you life. So listen. Obey God. Listen to me. Obey God. Find out all that he has commanded to you. And do all of it. You will never regret resisting your temptations. You will never regret resisting yourself. You will never regret obeying him. But don't misunderstand what your obedience can and cannot do. Obedience cannot bring us to God. And it's not because the laws themselves are not good enough. It's because you and I am not good enough to keep those laws. So back, back in chapter 3, we're just going to keep flipping around. Chap- chapter 3 verse 10 says... All who rely on works of the law, all who are on that path, who are saying, this is the way God is going to say, I've been good enough. I've kept enough of his commands. All of them instead are under a curse for it is written. Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all. You have to do it all. Everything in the book of the law. You have to live by them. And we don't. And I want to tell you why we don't. We don't obey all God's laws, even though he requires all of them to be kept. The reason we don't do that is because we don't want to. We don't want to. Not all the time. I mean, this Mother's Day, don't forget your first mother, Eve. I don't know if you got her anything. Let me help you. As you think about your first mother, Eve, my first mother, Eve, she desired, she wanted what God had forbidden. Like mother, like daughter. Like mother, like son. Our desires... Need saving. It's what we want that is the problem. It's what we will that is the problem. Listen, listen to this. I do what I do. Because I want what I want. And that is always true of everything that you do. You can say this about yourself. You will only do what you do because you want what you want. That's why we don't keep his law. Because we don't want to. That's the problem that's so deep within us. It's even still there for Christians, at least for part of the time. That's why in chapter 5 and verse 17, he reminded us that even within sight of Christians, there are these warring desires between what the flesh wants and what the spirit wants, so that even for the Christian who wants to obey God, the flesh would keep us from doing what we want to do. So, beloved... Remember this about Galatians when it tells us works cannot give you life, can't do it. But also remember this as well about what Galatians teaches us about our works and our abilities before God. Our works cannot perfect us, perfect us. So we've just talked about how we are imperfect because we have not kept his law perfectly. But look at back in chapter 3, verse 3, where there is this insinuation in verse 3 that we have to be perfect. Verse 3, are you so foolish? Speaking to Christians, having begun by the Spirit, having been saved by God, having been saved by grace, are you now Trying to be perfected by the flesh. The the implication here is that we have to be perfect. You see, we've got this problem. We've not just not been perfect. By not keeping all of God's law. That is a big problem. But what are we going to turn to when we realize that? What are we going to look to in order to become perfect? Can practice make perfect? Can we, who are imperfect, who have to be perfect before God, take care of our imperfections by by now just trying to be perfect from here on out? Is salvation like sports? Practice, practice, practice can make you perfect in the big game, at the big recital. This preacher's a dance dad. That's what I am. Y'all got to know I'm a dance dad, and I ain't ashamed of it. Yesterday was one of my favorite days of the year, the recital. where My girls dance, and, and all the girls on the stage, I saw all three recitals. And most of you guys are so upset, like you you have to be dragged to one of them. I love it. I was there from like 1230 till 9 o'clock or something like that, and I loved it. And, and all the girls who were up there doing all those dances did an awesome job. It's so impressive what, what, what they can do uh, up there. I noticed as I was watching, though, every once in a while, there were a few girls who especially stood out. And, and I had time to think about, why is it that, that some of them, especially Just a little bit better than the rest. And this is what Revelation came to me yesterday. A few of them up there are doing more than they were taught. They're, They're doing more than just remembering the next move. I noticed a few of them were just really concerned down to the exact movement of each hand or how their chin was positioned at this moment and whether the expression on their face was really made sense of that lyric that they were dancing to in that moment. They they were not just uh, concerned with getting to the right part of the stage at the right part of the song. They had thoughts about how they were going to get to where they were going. Maybe some of y'all who are there uh, even know what I'm saying. It's like s- some especially have this innate desire that they're not going to waste a single movement. And what I realized yesterday, what I was impressed by, honestly, was saying wow at times. I cried. I cried. Some people say I cried when y'all danced that dance. I literally cried. Tears coming down my face during one of the dances. Because I was amazed at what concentration it would take to mean every single move. Every single move they meant. It's amazing. Some people go through life like that. Some people just stand out, like they're, they're carefully choosing every single thing. They're thinking about things that other people aren't thinking about. They're concentrating on good and being good to the extreme. And we can say there are some people who just seem better than others. I think there's a couple factors that are involved in that. I mean, one is the sample size. Like, who are they being compared to that makes these people stand out? But also... Standards. Standards. What are our standards when we're judging this? There have been people this week who've gotten best offensive player, best defensive player, most valuable player, best character. This Monday I handed out those awards to certain people, some in this room. They're being compared to other People. By my standards. What I noticed though yesterday. As I was watching. Especially certain dancers. Is even the best. When watched closely. Will slip. Even slightly. A lot of people wouldn't notice it. But the people really watching. Can see it. And beloved, God is watching. God is watching. He's the one who's watching every single thing we're doing. And His standard is perfection. What I want you to remember about the book of Galatians is it tells you from God you have to be perfect. And I hope you've come. To realize you cannot do that. You have not done that. And hear God, you're a fool if you try to be perfect, you will never be perfect. So is there any hope at all? Well, that's a good question. The question is, will God allow you who are imperfect to rely on someone else who is perfect? That someone else would have to be God because only he's perfect. When you think about that, you, you may say, well, that's not enough, Ryan. Ryan. I I I mean, I'm already imperfect. What will be done with all the imperfections? Because if he's judging me perfectly and not judging me on a curve, just compared to imperfect people. But if he's judging me perfectly, he can't just ignore my imperfections. He has to punish my imperfections. My only hope is if God will allow someone else not only to be perfect for me, but to be punished for me. And Galatians tells us we have that hope. Only faith in Christ makes us right with God. We're saved never by works, but point number two is only by faith. Saved only by faith. There are five truths I want you to remember. Galatians teaches us about faith in Christ and what it can do, even as we remember what our works cannot do. Number one, faith justifies you before God. Look back in chapter 2 and how we just read this in, in verse 16. Chapter 2 and verse 16. A person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. So we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But that does not mean that no one will be justified. Everyone who trusts in Jesus Christ will be justified. Look at verse 20, when Paul says, when he died on a cross, my faith is so connected To me, to him that I have already been crucified with him. It is no longer now I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In this church, we have a confession of faith, which is a list of the the beliefs That we think are especially important for us to have as a church. And one of them is on justification. This word that comes to us in verse 16. And this is what our confession of faith says. Justification. What does it mean to be justified? This is what it means. It is the blessing in which those who believe in Christ are declared righteous. And justification includes several things. The pardon of sin. And the promise of eternal life. On the basis of Christ's righteousness. It is given freely by God. It is not given to us in consideration of any works of righteousness. That we have done. It is given to us. That declaring of God. Of our righteousness. Solely through faith. In the obedience and satisfaction of our Savior. And that. Brings us justification brings us into peace with God and favor with God and justification. Just by faith in Jesus, we have secured for us every other blessing needed for time and eternity. I better get an amen pretty soon. Uh, faith justifies you before God. It, it, it means that God, the judge who sees everything, who's noticed everything. And is judged according to his perfect standards. He declares sinners. To be righteous. And holy. On the basis of what his son did. For sinners. He's got full view. Of every sin we've ever committed. And instead of counting that against us. God then for those who trust in Jesus. Will count Jesus's life for us. All of his righteousness for us. And his death. For us, his death as the punishment that we deserved. Everyone who has faith in him. It says in verse sixteen, those who believe in him get this justification in de- declaring righteousness. Everyone who believes in verse twenty that he died for me. When he died, he died for me. That's what was happening on that cross. With that perfect life. Is that perfect judge. Was looking at his death and saying. That's for him. That's for her. And everything needed for God to accept us. Was done there. If you'll only believe it. So let me talk to you. Listen. This may be a very familiar message. And I want you to listen to me. Don't let the approval maybe you've gotten this week from your peers or your authorities, the approval that they've given to you, don't let that lead you to believe that everyone is just going to approve of the job you do. Listen to me. Don't don't let some religious leader convince you that just because you did that thing for God. And you were baptized. Or just because at that event, that time when you were a teenager, you had the courage to stand up and walk in the front. Don't, don't, don't let anyone suggest to you that just because you were raised by Christians. And given Christian values. That God is going to accept you on the basis of that. Don't don't believe that just because you claim to be a Christian that it's because of that 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 God will accept you. Don't 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 let some of you here are pretty good, and some of you really want to be good, and don't let it. Don't let your goodness. Don't let the fact that you don't do those things that your friends do, or that you don't do them as badly as they do. Don't let that thing. Don't don't let that make you think or lure you into thinking that God one day is going to look at all that and say, you're good. He's not going to do it based on that. Some of you here. Aren't the award winners. Aren't the ones who stand out. Some of you here are very familiar with failure. Some of you here don't have any problem believing people aren't going to approve you. You don't approve of yourself. Don't let that convince you. That when you face. A perfect and holy and almighty judge. That there's no way that he can accept you. Listen. The book of Galatians. God's gospel tells us. If you turn from you. You. If you turn from your works, good and bad, and you believe in Jesus, not just turning from you, but you turn to Jesus. Then that faith of trusting in God's provision will unite you to a person who has done everything that God accepts, who has done even on the cross, what can make you acceptable. Because all your debt would be paid if you will right now put yourself in Galatians 2, verse 20. and Say he was crucified for me. He loved me. And he gave himself on the cross for me. Then you will be made right before God. And the rest is going to come as well. Not only will you be justified before God, but secondly, faith will deliver you. It's pretty amazing what humanity has been able to accomplish when it comes to delivery vehicles. Are you all aware that there are unmanned Uber cars? There's not a human being driving these things. They're driving human beings around. Y'all, Maybe it hadn't gotten all the way to Graham yet, but you all are aware that Amazon is sending drones and sending people what they ordered that day. By a drone. Just delivering. Through these. Amazing vehicles. Things that. Previous generations would not have ever thought possible. Faith. Is God's delivery vehicle. Faith. Believing. In Christ. Gets us inside of him. And gets us in on. What would otherwise be impossible. Faith connects us to the one who delivers us. And it says in chapter one, verse four, he delivered us from evil. If you believe in Jesus, Jesus delivers you from all evil. He takes your place by dying for your sins. God accepts him. And if you believe in that, God will not have any reason to destroy you when he destroys what is evil. In this world. Because your sins would have been paid for already. He is. The deliverer. But the delivery vehicle that we get in. Is faith. And it says in chapter 3 verse 13. That faith. And Jesus delivers us. From the curse. Christ it says. Redeemed us. From the curse of the law. By becoming a curse for us. For it is written. Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Beloved, if you believe in him, that when he was cursed by God on the tree, then he was cursed by God for you. And you're free from an eternal curse from God. If you just believe in the Lord Jesus. Faith does this. Faith adopts us into God's family. Look in chapter 4. And verse four, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem that is by and to free those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Believing in Jesus brings us into God's family. Remember this. When you think about Galatians, remember this, when we leave Galatians, that faith, fourthly, comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And the only way you'll leave the path of faith. Is by hearing. It's by hearing. That's how you stay on the right path. It's also how anyone gets on the wrong path. That's why in chapter one, and he's done this throughout the whole letter. But we need to remember this chapter one and verse seven. Look back there. He talks about how the Galatian church had turned to a different gospel. Verse seven, not that there is another gospel, but there are some. People who stand behind pulpits. Who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. You can go and listen to other preaching. And what you'll end up getting is a distortion of the gospel. And he says, if we, and so church if I, or an angel from heaven, changes the gospel that you're hearing from Galatians, let me be accursed. And let that person and teacher be accursed. If anyone is preaching, verse 9, to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be cursed in hell, is what it means. He just keeps on saying it. Look in chapter 5, in verse 10. He brings up, there are other people that Christians are listening to. Verse 10, I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you, who's bringing another gospel, who will take you away from salvation... That he's going to be punished. That's why in chapter six, he then says, you better appreciate if you find someone who teaches you the truth. Because there is this truth, what that faith comes by hearing and the opposite ruin comes by hearing as well. What you count on depends on what you listen to. Fifth. thing that faith, we're told. Faith in Christ can do is faith brings you all of God's blessings. Faith brings you all of God's blessings. This is what faith can do. It makes you right with God, and then God showers in his riches all of the blessings that he offers through faith. We're told in chapter 3, verse 14, look there, God sends his spirit to live inside of us. When when we come to faith, look in chapter 5 and verse 5. It says, those who believe in Jesus have hope to become righteous. God actually makes us righteous who were unrighteous. One verse later, we're told that those who believe are given these new abilities. And now those who believe are actually able to keep God's law. There in verse chapter five, verse six talks about faith working. Faith makes us actually work. Faith, faith actually makes us keep the main command of God, the love that we're supposed to give to others. Beloved, faith is not just the vehicle. Faith is the fuel in the vehicle. It can make us actually do what God wants us to do. It takes us where we want to go and where God means to take us. If you believe in Jesus. Faith brings you all of God's blessings. And that is still true even when you fail God. When you sin. When you don't obey God. When your faith is weak. Listen what how he closes this. Perhaps the most severe letter Paul ever wrote. He was chastising them. He had a tone that was different than all his other letters. Look at chapter 6 and verse 16. What he says to them. Peace and mercy. Be upon you. If all your boast is in Christ alone. You are the Israel of God. You are the people of God so that what he gives you, even though you're not perfect yet. He's not going to give you punishment. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you mercy. He's not going to deal with you as your sins deserve. Verse six or 18, uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace comes to you. All that the Father gives me will come to me, Jesus said. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. That is why we call this gospel. This is good news to us. And it's good news to anyone who believes. So long as you believe in the Savior that God gave, God loves you, God accepts you, and He will never forsake you. So, the title of the sermon title of the series, is Saved. Saved. That word means something. Saved. Jesus is not our co-pilot. He didn't come just to help us. God has not sent sent someone who did part of the job. He's not even sent someone who did 98% of the job. And if you will just make up for the rest. saved. God did not turn to his son and say they're drowning. They're drowning down there. Will you be for them a life preserver? And I'll throw you down there to them. And I'll call out to them. And we'll just hope that some of them are going to listen. And some of them are going to grab hold of you. The father looked at the son and said, they're dead. They've drowned already. Save them. Save them. Be their savior. And that's who he is. Don't forget it. When you're working well. Only faith in Christ can make me right with God. And when you're working poorly and sinning against God. Only faith in Christ can make me right before God. And faith in Christ makes us right before God. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would cause us to remember. This. Monumentally important book. That we may place all our faith in the Lord Jesus. who is an all-sufficient Savior. And know that if we turn away from ourselves to Him, that that faith is never in vain. We pray this for His glory and our joy. Amen.